Welcome to the Karate Shrimp Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Bleem. Join me in exploring all the ways we can perform better in life and martial arts. Four weeks ago, I had my camera set up, ready to go, batteries charged, two videos planned. All I had to do was sit down and press record and I couldn't do it. I had hit the wall. I had burnt out. For a while before that, I was thinking of taking a break, but this scared me. I knew I needed to take a break somehow because I hadn't stopped since I started all of this. I hadn't taken more than a weekend off at a time since I started building my website and taking coaching courses and blog writing courses way back when, over three years ago now. Hadn't taken a break. At first, I was so excited about all of it that I didn't want to take a break. You know, and I'm the type of person that I get really intensely focused on something and I work really hard on something and I lose track of time and it kind of consumes me. But I love that. And that's fun for me. That process is really fun for me. And I'm not laughing or, you know, smiling the whole time. It's not easy. It's really, really hard. And creation is kind of a violent process for me. It feels like it's kind of like giving birth, right? Where it's you're creating something of value, but it's it's painful. It's painful too. And you put a piece of yourself into that thing that you create. But I love that. So for a long time, I had this momentum going where I just felt really excited about all of it and really passionate about all of it. And then shit hit the fan. And my kids and I went through all this awful stuff. This was back in 2021. And if you've listened to my stuff or watched my stuff, you know, you may know the stories of some of the stuff we went through. So I'm not going to go into it. You can go back and listen to that stuff. But it was a lot of really terrible things. And I'm not saying that, you know, other people have experienced stuff that's far worse than what I've gone through. Absolutely. But I really think that, you know, our pain is our pain and we still need to, even if someone else's life is way worse, we need to process that pain. We need to deal with that suffering that we're going through. And it's real and it's valid. And so we had a lot of stuff that we had to deal with. And it was one thing after another, after another, one awful thing after another that was happening. And it was a lot of grief and it was a lot of pain and it was a lot of, you know, frustration and anger and hopelessness and helplessness. And I just had to push through, you know, and I had people say to me like, wow, like when you're stressed, it seems to be your superpower, Sabrina, because you just get shit done. You know, no matter how bad it gets, you're getting shit done. And yeah, I was doing it, but I realized now this was a low grade burnout. You know, I was functioning. I was getting all the shit done, but I felt like dead inside. I felt empty. I felt exhausted. I felt like, why am I doing this? You know, and, and I was doing it out of desperation. I think that's, and that's a common theme for me. When I started karate, it was out of desperation. I had a hard time dealing with my mom's cancer and karate was an outlet for me. It was the only thing that helped me get through it really. And I think filming and doing all of this stuff that I'm doing with a karate shrimp was the thing that kept me grounded during all of the bad stuff that we were dealing with. It was, it was an outlet for me, you know, and it was a focus for me. And, and I, I, so I didn't stop. I didn't take breaks from all of this because, you know, this was the break from all the hard stuff that I had to deal with in my life. So doing all of this stuff has been a great outlet for me. And it's also really important to me to help people. That's what I want to do. That's why I'm doing it. But then after a while, I realized I haven't worked through all of my stress and pain and grief from before. And last year, my kids and I all started to heal. I could see it happening. I could feel a shift in our home. I could feel a difference in all of us where we started to be a little more lighthearted again and joking around a bit more again. And everything got easier and easier over the year. And by, you know, fall, uh, beginning of winter, it's like, okay, we're, we're back. We're back now. And so what I started doing is 
doing more with my content. And at first it was, you know, just one video a week about was what I was doing and one blog article a week. And I felt comfortable doing that. And with all the shit that we were going through, I didn't want to take on too much. I really didn't. But when things started to get easier, I thought, okay, I'm going to add more things. And with every new thing I've added or every time I've pivoted with my, with what I'm doing with the karate shrimp, I've only done it when everything else started to feel easy. You know, when my, when my schedule started to feel a little bit too light and I thought, okay, I need to challenge myself again. I can add more now. I feel really efficient with the way I'm doing things and now I can add something new. So I've never overloaded myself at any one time. Although every new thing has been overwhelming for a while. But so last summer I started doing YouTube shorts on a regular basis. And a big thing for that was I was putting so much into every video where I'd spend all this time editing and I don't have the editing skills yet or at the time, I, I certainly didn't. I don't really know either yet to feel to, to justify spending hours and hours and hours on a video, you know, and expecting it to be really good. So I was spending all this time every week and I think it was a wasted effort because, you know, those videos wouldn't necessarily get any views. And, and that's that's hard to take when you put so much into a video and no one watches it. Right. And I realized, you know, I could get better faster if I just made more videos and I would stop worrying about whether a, a video performed well or not. And that's actually what happened. So I started making, doing the one video a week, but adding, I think I was doing five or six YouTube shorts per week. And the shorts were just you know, really easy to make. And, but I had to, it was more work. So I had to, you know, spend more time writing, thinking, planning, filming, editing, but I had to get more efficient at all of it to juggle all of that. And that worked really well for me. And I stopped worrying about the metrics so much. You know, if one video didn't do very well, it didn't matter because the next day there was going to be another video. So it kept me moving forward. And I got to put in the reps and get better at, you know, editing, get faster at editing and get better at getting to the point in my videos. Because with YouTube Shorts, you have to get to the point right away. So I got better at that. I got more uh, confident on camera. You know, and so all of that's been really good. And I thought, okay, I was feeling really good at that or efficient with it and it started to get easier and easier. And then I was getting a little bit bored. So like, okay, now I can start a podcast. I'm going to start podcasting. And that's actually been probably the easiest step of all of this. It doesn't take much for me to make a video and turn it into a podcast and setting all that up, you know, it took a day or two to get everything set up and ready to go. And then now it's, it's very little time in my week to do a podcast as well. So that wasn't a big deal. Um, and I've been able to maintain that. And then, you know, that all started to feel easier and easier. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do the karate videos every week, do a karate or exercise video or something active, some action video to challenge myself, to get more comfortable on camera doing that stuff and to see if I can do it, you know, to see if I can do it and to grow my audience. Cause you know, if it's a, it is a karate channel, although I talk about all this other stuff apart from karate. You know, if I make karate videos as well, people are more likely to find my channel in the first place. And then they might, you know, watch my talking head videos and find value there. And that's what I'm hoping, right? That's what I've wanted because it's the talking head videos. That's where my heart is. That's what I really want to do. And so I started doing two longer videos a week, plus the shorts. And it was fine for a while. Well, at first it was crazy. The first couple of weeks of that were nuts. And I felt like I can't do this. I can't do this. And then it got better and better and better. I'm like, okay, I'm getting really efficient at making videos now. I'm doing this and I'm uploading, you know, clips on different platforms and I'm growing my audience slowly, but you know, I'm growing. And all of this was kind of an experiment. Like, okay, I'll do the YouTube shorts and see, will it help? Will it help me, you know, focus less on metrics? Will it help me get more comfortable on camera? Will it help me, 
edit faster. And it's helped me with all of those things. It's helped me grow up my audience bit by bit. It's helped me with a lot. But what everything I'm doing now, what happened is I was starting to feel like my heart isn't in it anymore. And I don't know what changed. I think it's two things. One is that I hadn't recovered from all the stuff before. You know, so I was starting to feel better. So I started uploading more, doing more, doing the podcast, all this stuff. So I thought, okay, I'm back. I'm back. It's me again, right? I'm back. I can do this. I'm excited about this. And then I think it all caught up to me and I realized, no, I haven't recovered from this. I haven't dealt with all this or finished. You know, I haven't gotten closure with some things. And like right now, my sister and I are still, we're still de dealing with our mom's stuff. So she passed away a year and a half or so ago. And we're still dealing with that stuff. And we're there's some emotional stuff that's coming up right now that we're dealing with. And so that's been hard. And I haven't really had any space to just deal with that, to, to grieve or any of it. And I think it all just hit me. Like I, I haven't processed a lot of that and I've just been going, going, going. And that has helped me to go, 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 you know, and there's something like working hard. There's something really freeing in that. And it helps get you out of your head right? Where, you know, you just, you just got to get the work done. And then I don't feel so overwhelmed all the time. But then I was losing touch with my why for doing all this. And YouTube itself, I'm going to focus on YouTube here, because that's my, the platform that I really love the most. And it YouTube is really hard. It's really hard to do well on YouTube. And I love YouTube because it's challenging. There's so much to learn. You need so many different skills. You need to build up so many skills. And it's hard. It's hard to be successful on YouTube. And, you know, for me now, I'm at, I don't know, 1700 subs or something. And the stats are that if you have a thousand subscribers or more, you're doing better than 91% of all other channels. So being a thousand subs or higher, you're in the top 9%. That's, that's pretty incredible. Like YouTube's fucking hard. If you reach 10,000 subs or higher, you're in the top 2% of channels on YouTube. So, you know, it feels like for a long time on YouTube, you're spinning your wheels, you know, and you're creating content that no one is watching. And that's a reality, like you're nothing on there. But the way the YouTube is, and this is the second part of what I think led to my burnout, the first one being personal stuff, the second one being just the way YouTube is, it really feeds this hustle culture. You know, you got to do, 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 and go, 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 and never stop, never stop. And it's, it's, it's this feeling of never doing enough. No matter what you do, it's never enough. And the thing with YouTube is that recency of content matters, you know? So if you stop making videos for a while, that makes a difference. That makes a difference on YouTube. And, you know, there's so many videos on YouTube that your followers, no matter how loyal they are, if you disappear for a while, they'll find other stuff to watch, you know? So that's a reality that you have to think about. So it's, it's hard for creators, like there's a lot of creator burnout on YouTube because of the way the platform is. Because it is a grind, it absolutely is. And there's a lot of emphasis on, you know, grinding and hustling. And a lot of the channels that are about growing on YouTube and helping you grow on YouTube really push this hustle culture, you know, because that's the way the platform is. And the way YouTube or Instagram or any of these platforms are, you know, the stuff that gets the most likes and comments and shares and follows and all of that is what rises to the top of the feed. And so you are competing with that stuff, you know, and it is a struggle to get noticed on these platforms. And, you know, if you have the luxury of just creating content just for fun, awesome, you know, uh, but some of us want to make a living off of this. <laughs> and it's a lot of fucking work. It's a lot of fucking work. And it's hard being a creator is really, really hard. It's funny. 
a while ago I had, I made a YouTube short and it was a clip, I think from a podcast video or something. And I was talking about something that was important or important to me or important to talk about. And the comment was, oh, you just want to get views. You just want to get views and you just want to get money. <laughs> it's like, okay, there's so many things that are funny about that to me. Uh, one being, okay, well, YouTube shorts are now monetized, you know, as of, I think it was February or something. They're monetized, but the, the payout is fuck all for people unless you get a shitload of views. The second funny thing is I'm not monetized on YouTube yet. I haven't met the requirements for watch time, so I don't get paid for any of my videos on YouTube. YouTube does not pay me yet. They will. They will, but they don't yet. So it's like, okay, no, this was, I made this for free you fucker, I made this for free. I'm not doing this just for views. I'm not doing this just for money because I get no money from that, right? I'm doing this because I'm trying to build an audience because I'm trying to help people. I really want to help people. It really is about people for me. But at the same time, fuck that guy because content creation is a lot of work and content creators need to get rewarded for their work. They need to get paid for their efforts. It's a lot of fucking work. And creativity, like being a creative person, it's really hard. It's really, really hard, and especially being on social media where there's this fight to get to the top of the feed and you don't want to focus on the metrics. You really don't want to focus on the numbers, but you have to, you have to for it to be, it has to be profitable for it to be sustainable. And for it to be profitable, you have to get views. So much as you don't want it to be about the views, it ultimately comes down to views, which sucks. It really sucks. And it can be really hard to feel creative and energized and excited about what you're doing when you always have to pay attention to metrics, you know, and when that doesn't matter to you, right? So, and, and then there's also the fact that, you know, not everyone who watches your video is gonna comment on it or send you a DM and let you know that it helped them. So a lot of the time it's guesswork. You're like, I make this video because I wanna help someone and then no one comments or you might get the odd one, but unless someone comments or reaches out to me, I have no idea if it helped them. And that's fine, like people don't have to comment a lot of people aren't comfortable doing that, but it's so helpful when people do that. And like, I want people to know that, you know, creators really need that. They need that feedback. You know, otherwise it can feel like you're throwing content out into the void. You want to help people. You really, really do. And nothing is like sticking. You know, you don't get that feedback. You don't get that validation or whatever that keeps you going. Like, you know, the odd time that I've gotten a comment that, you know, oh, this really resonated with me. I felt like you were speaking to me. You were reading my mind. You're like, you get me. Holy shit. Does that mean everything to me? That means everything to me. That's why I continue to do this is for those comments. It's like, holy shit. Something I said, like just stop someone in their tracks and made them feel something and think something and like feel like I had their back. Like I noticed them. That's why I do this, you know? And I think I've been burning out because like with the way I've been creating content, maybe I haven't, I haven't been getting that feedback from people because I'm doing a lot more shorts and I'm getting a lot more shorts viewers, which is, it's a very different type of viewing, you know, watching vertical videos and people don't necessarily, you can't go deep in that stuff, right? But the hope is that it will bring people to my long videos, right? But I'm getting less and less engagement on those videos. And those are the ones that I really want to make. Those are the videos like where I get into shit and I want to talk about stuff and if someone comes back and says, wow, that really helped me. It's like, holy shit, yeah, that's why I did it. That's why I did it. And when I don't get that feedback, it's like, what's the point? What's the point? You know, and because you're a creator, you're a creative person and you are putting a piece of yourself into that content. And then to get nothing back, it's like, 
you know, so this is, this is a recipe for burnout, right? It's the formula for burnout. It's like, if you're doing a lot of work and you're feeling like there's no reward or you're feeling like you're not getting, um, you're not, you're not doing anything of value because you're not, if you want to help people and you make content to help people, but you never know if you've helped anyone, you're going to burn out. You're going to burn out just, just on that hamster wheel of, okay, I'm trying to help, trying to help, trying to help, but I don't really know if I am helping. And so what's the point? What's the point? No matter how driven you are, no matter how deeply connected you are with your why, no matter how deeply connected, you know, your, your content is with, or how aligned your content is with your values, you're going to burn out. If you feel like you're not helping people, if it's not reaching people, you know, so you do have to focus on metrics and you look at your analytics and say, okay, people aren't commenting or letting me know if it helps. So I got to try and figure that out from my analytics. I have to look at the numbers and try and figure out based on, you know, engagement and retention and a video and where people are leaving and that kind of thing, what kind of content resonates with people, what they like, what they're coming back for. You got to focus on the numbers to try and figure that out. And then again, it becomes all about the numbers. You know, when really it's about, am I helping people? And for me, it's people are the most important thing over success, over fame. I mean, fame doesn't really matter to me, but over profit, like people first, hundred fucking percent. Like if I could do all of this for free forever, I would do it. If I could, you know, if I was independently wealthy and I could just create content to help people, I would do it, but I can't, that's not sustainable for me. So I have to make money doing this. I have to, you know, sell courses and do that kind of thing. I do want to get monetized on YouTube so I can get ad revenue and then I can have my merch in the little merch shelf. And then I have other, you know, opportunities for other um, forms of revenue, right? I do need to build up those revenue streams to make this sustainable. Otherwise I can't help anyone. If I can't sustain this, I can't help anyone, right? So I have to focus on the numbers, which fucking sucks because then I lose motivation because I think, well, why am I doing this? You know, if, if it, comes down to numbers, it's like, well, that's not it for me. That's not it. So it has to align with my why and it also has to help people and I need some kind of measurement of that, you know? And no pressure for anyone to let me know if it's helping, but I think a lot of the content I've been making lately hasn't really been helping people. That's probably why they're not telling me that it helps them, it probably just doesn't. You know, and, and me burning out I look back like the last month, I decided not to film anything new. And it's been really good for me to take that break because I've been thinking about all this stuff. It's given me space to think and breathe. I'm still working. I've been repurposing content the last month. I have all of these videos. I can cut up clips and share these clips everywhere. So I'm still working and doing things. And I'm still growing an audience and I'm still, um, you know, wanting to help people and reach out to people and show that I'm here, I'm here, but I just need to be off camera for a while. But in this time, I've realized, like, I look back over my podcasts and in the beginning, I'm cutting up all these clips and there were so many clips that I could make from any particular episode. And I was really excited and I could see it in my face in the video version that I'm excited to be here and I'm excited about what I'm talking about. And yeah, I could see that. And then over time, I was finding it harder and harder to find usable clips from my podcast. And I was seeing on my face, I just... I wasn't into it anymore. You know, and the dark circles under my eyes were getting darker and darker much as I cover them up with makeup. I hate makeup, by the way. This is the hardest part of filming for me. It's not the filming, it's putting on makeup before filming. 
because I have these, you know, bright lights and they wash me out and I'm very pale and wan. And I look even paler and wanner when I don't wear makeup, but I hate makeup. I hate it. So putting on makeup before filming, it, it can take half my morning making that decision to just get the fucking makeup on my face because I hate the shit. Um, and I will take this off as soon as I can. But anyway, but anyway. <laughs> so what was I saying? Fuck. So yes, covering up dark circles. That's where I was. So I could see though a shift in me over time that I just wasn't into it. And I think also it's, you know, I started making these karate videos, tutorial videos, exercise videos, and, and it's actually fun to make. You know, when I get over the whole like worry about, you know, the, the production stuff, like how does the lighting look? How does the sound, how's the sound? And I, I don't worry about that too much because I know I'm kind of a beginner at those videos still, so they're gonna suck. It's kind of fun to make them too. And it's fun to feel that like nervousness on camera. Like it's kind of exciting. It's like being at a tournament and feeling the nerves. And I know, okay, I'm nervous because it's important to me. Um, but then I was just, when I'm making videos like that, I'm not talking about the shit that we need to talk about. And here's the thing, I was thinking about this. A lot of YouTube now and a lot of the platforms, it's this TikTokification that's happening where this, the content is highly entertaining and engaging and creative a lot of the time and really easy to binge. But at the end of it, I'm watching all this stuff and it's like, this hasn't helped me at all. I've spent how long now? Half an hour watching this stuff and I haven't grown as a person. I haven't learned anything, you know, or maybe I've learned something, but it's very, very surface. But there's nothing there that, you know, I, I didn't feel that I connected with any of the creators. It's just binging. I'm just binging, right? And YouTube especially is going through this now where with the shorts being monetized, you get all the TikTokers coming over and there's so much TikTok type content, which is highly entertaining and easily bingeable. But at the end of it, it's like, I've just wasted how long, you know, watching this shit. And that's stuff that we want to watch, right? You go into a dojo. This is what I was thinking about. You go into a dojo as a new student and you say, Hey, I want my black belt. If your instructor gives you your black belt right away, they're giving you what you want, but not what you need. If they're telling you, yeah, okay, yeah, you can get your black belt, you can you know, work for it and get it in a week or two, they're telling you what you want to hear, not what you need to hear. If you go in there and say, I wanna learn some fancy spinning jump kick right away, and I don't wanna worry about the basics. I mean, if you get an instructor who can just teach you what you want, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. Like that, 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 that could be fun. That could be fun, right? Like say you're not really serious about martial arts. You just want to learn some tricks, you know? Okay. Maybe there's value in there, but if you go in there and you're serious about martial arts and you just say, I want to learn the fancy stuff right away. And your instructor teaches you the fancy stuff and doesn't make you focus on the basics. They're teaching you what you want to learn. They're not teaching you what you need to learn. Right. And a lot of social media now, the feed, it's showing us what we want to watch or what we think we want to watch, but it's not showing us stuff that we need to watch or things. And it's not, we're not hearing things we need to hear. Martial arts channels, the ones I appreciate the most are the ones where the, the, the YouTuber or whatever platform it is, the coach, the instructor, the sensei teaches you stuff and talks about stuff that you need and doesn't just give you what you want doesn't just give you the fancy kicks, doesn't just give you, you know, tell you what you want to hear, but they teach you what you need to learn and they tell you what you need to hear. Those are the content creators that I value the most. You know, where they cut through the bullshit and it's not just fancy stuff, it's not just for views. And that's the thing, content like that, 
it doesn't necessarily get a lot of views and it's not highly bingeable, but that's the stuff that resonates. You know, and I, I may watch a video like that from one of my favorite creators and it's something that I need to hear, you know, and it really resonates and I think about it and I don't binge their content. I might just watch one video and go about my day and just roll it around in my head and think about it versus the experience of going on the YouTube short shelf and just watching one video after another, or even, even long form videos from a creator who just does like bingeable content. I don't get any connection with the, with the creator. I don't have any sense. I don't feel a deep connection with them. I don't feel like we've built up any kind of trust or rapport. I'm entertained, but I don't feel that I've gotten anything of value out of that. You know, I can binge it, but because it's bingeable, it's, it's not going to be valuable to me. You know, the type of food that I binge on isn't stuff that actually nourishes me. It's stuff that tastes good and it's, you know, instant gratification. It's a quick hit of sugar or fat or whatever it is, salt, but it's not stuff that I need. It's not stuff that's going to improve me as a person and make me healthier and stronger. But the stuff that I don't binge on, that's the stuff that I need. That's the stuff that's good for me. So, you know, YouTubers, for instance, or podcasters or whoever, whatever platform they're using, who make content that resonates and that, you know, makes you stop and think and that you don't necessarily binge on their stuff. That's the stuff that's really good for you. That's the stuff that we need more of. And I think it takes a lot of courage to make content like that, where you know, okay, this might not get a lot of views, but people need to hear this and people are going to grow from this and I can help people with this. But then there is the numbers. You have to focus on the numbers for it to be sustainable. So that's where I think a lot of creators do burn out because of that, because of that. And so they end up giving people what they want and they lose sight of who they are and what they value. And that's what I'm going through. It's like, well, what I really need to make content on and what I think people need to hear and the stuff I need to teach and talk about isn't going to get me a lot of views. It's not. So how do I do this so that it's sustainable? I want to get away from this hustle culture and, you know, working hard is really important to me and I love working hard and it feels really good to do it. And I love getting intensely um, focused on something, but it has to be something that resonates for me, right? Not just hard work for the sake of working hard, but hard work for a purpose, right? And right now I'm caught up in this hustle culture that, that is really fed by YouTube the way YouTube is and Instagram and TikTok and all these platforms really feed into that hustle culture, but it's not giving me, it's not giving me what I need out of all of this. And it's not necessarily helping my audience either. But I think for you, like if you're struggling with burnout, things to think about, like if you're feeling really exhausted all the time and having physical symptoms, the physical symptoms was the one for me that made me realize, okay, this is probably burnout, you know, aches and pains and headaches and that kind of thing that as soon as you decide, this is the thing, as soon as I decided to take a break, my headache went away. That long headache that I had for days, it just stopped. It went away. My aches and pains went away. I started sleeping better. I started feeling excited again and hopeful again, feeling optimistic again, getting my fighting spirit back. I felt like training more often. All of these good things happened when I decided to take that break. And it's not that I need to take a break forever. It's that I decided to take time and focus on healing and recovery, which is super important. So if you're feeling burnt out, Getting clear on your why is a big part of it. You know, if, if there's a misalignment between what you're doing and what you value and what you're good at, you might burn out, right? And for me, it's like, okay, I'm good at uploading consistently. I'm good at doing all of that social media juggle, but it doesn't align with why I'm doing this and what I value. 
what I value is those connections with people. And if I feel like I'm not connecting with anybody, it feels like I'm just spinning my wheels here and I'm just uploading. I'm just uploading. I'm just posting. I'm just on that rat race to nowhere, to nowhere. So this has to be connected to, you know, my values and it has to be a way for me to connect with you. And if I can't connect with you, I have to do something different. Thank you for tuning in to the Karate Shrimp podcast. You can also find me on YouTube at The Karate Shrimp, as well as on my blog, www.thekarateshrimp.com. There you can find more resources as well as online courses to help you perform better in life and martial arts. Feel free to share my content with anyone you know who could benefit from it. See you next time.